Colin the Space Cockroach here. Interplanetary insect. Cosmic crawler. All round good chap. And I'm back for quite the mission, I can tell you. What a thrill it was. If you just let me get this space suit off. Oh, and these moon boots. All six of them. Right. With no further ado, I shall begin. The launch was set for midnight, and the destination was Mars. You humans are fascinated by Mars, aren't you? Seems as if there's a new mission every week. I'd rather have the smelly gases of Venus, or a good old-fashioned roasting on Mercury. But then, us cockroaches are a tough lot. Much tougher than you squidgy soft lot. I don't actually need a spacesuit, but I think it gives one a certain gravitas, don't you? You've got to look the part. Important for the team. Now, you might not think that cockroaches are welcome on spaceships. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Some people might say, well, they just didn't see you scuttle on board because you were hiding inside the zip-up pouch that holds the space slippers. And to those people, I say you couldn't be more wrong. And folding up the space maps into a tiny cockroach tent made perfect sense, providing me with ample padding with no need for additional supplies. Hiding, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean preparing myself for launch inside that particularly hard to spot place is merely a sign of the very best space training. It's secure and soft and they almost never put their slippers on until they're well into launch and so everyone's happy. So we were off. Up we went into orbit and then supersonic speeds on the way to Mars, no less. I quickly return the space map to the cockpit. There's an important map holder there, because I'm fairly certain they might have needed it, and astronauts do have to work together after all. We were on our way. Or so I thought. I'd gone about my duties, nibbling some dust to test for space chemicals, having the tiniest chomp on some tomato plants they'd brought to observe. I'd found before that leaving just a few tiny bite marks made the plants even more fascinating to them. Why? I couldn't tell you. Perhaps they were just admiring a fellow scientist's work at close quarters. I wondered what it would be like on Mars, the red planet. So mysterious, so beautiful, so red, so dusty and so very not there. It apparently disappeared. I peered into the cockpit where voices were beginning to get a bit, well, shouty. What do you mean you've lost the planet Mars? This was the flight commander, Susan Stepanov. It's a planet. It's literally the size of a planet. You can't just lose planets. The next voice was the navigator, Icarus Carisbrook. He's been the youngest ever to pass the astronaut exams at just seven years old, and he was now a veteran of 22. No one knew more than he did. Although, right now, he didn't actually know where Mars was, and that was going to be a bit of a problem, not least as he didn't like not knowing things. The map says it should be directly in front of us. I prepared meticulously, you know. Uh, I spent two years drawing the map, and the map is never wrong, and neither am I. Pull yourself together, said Susan. I haven't got time to cheer you up. Get on the blower to Mission Control and see if they can help us. Sniffling and sulking, Icarus prodded a button, nearly bopping me on the nose. I'd snuck inside the console to better hear what was going on. We'd laugh about that later on, I thought. He wasn't laughing now. Apparently, despite the fact that he was in charge of knowing where Mars was, this new state of affairs wasn't remotely his fault at all. This is where the intellect and valour that makes some little astronauts just a little bit better than others came into play. You see, as I peered through the console casing, 
listening to Icarus, insisting that he never made mistakes, and Mission Control was getting rather cheesed off with him, and I went actually having a clue what was going on, I noticed something very interesting. I noticed that the map on the special map holder was upside down. Someone had obviously carelessly placed it in the cockpit in the very important map holder. No less, the wrong way round. I mean, look, can you imagine what a basic error to make? What he thought was up was down, left was right, and that meant that Mars was exactly where it should be, directly behind the spacecraft, not in front. I didn't want to embarrass Icarus, and Susan was still fuming. No sense in bothering her, so I quietly scuttled up to the very important map holder and chewed the corners till it fell to the floor. To be honest, this didn't help Icarus's mood. Well, that's just great. Ugh, even this crummy map holder doesn't work. Hang on, mission control, I've just got to pick my map up again. As he knelt to pick it up and adjusted it the right way up, he gave a thoughtful look. He squinted out of the window and then back at the map. He rotated the map in his hands. Turn this ship around, Susan, he said, his eyes narrowing thoughtfully. Susan made the craft glide smoothly, and so it was pointing in the opposite direction. And there, sure as the nose on Icarus's flustered face, there was Mars, big and red and not going anywhere. Did you move the map, Susan? he asked suspiciously. You know perfectly well that I didn't. I didn't touch the maps. You know that. You and the maps are never wrong, right? Icarus scowled. This must mean that he himself had done something he'd never, ever done before. Something which was so awful and so shocking that he wasn't sure he'd ever recover. He'd made a mistake. Hmm, what's that? Hmm, you're wondering if it was me that made the mistake when I returned the map? After launch? (laughs) Perish the thought, dear child. Cockroaches are extremely good at things being the right way up, don't worry. We always are the right way up. That's why we can walk on ceilings. No, no, no. It was most definitely the fault of Icarus. And even if it wasn't, that's what everyone else thinks now, which is what matters. Cheer up, said Susan. Pop your slippers on and we'll have some space tea. Making mistakes just makes you human, you know? Didn't you think I was human? Icarus looked a bit offended, but only a bit. Well, robot technology's come a long way. Then he saw she was joking, and he smiled a tiny smile before going to fetch their slippers. We still had a long way to go, but crisis had been averted. We were going to be all right. So as you can see, the missing planet was found thanks to my quite superior powers of deduction and perhaps even bravery. Although that's not for me to say. It's for you to say, and I'm sure that you're saying it right now. Well, even if you're not saying it, I'm sure you're thinking it. But anyway, I can't hang on here talking to you. The countdown's begun for a mission to Jupiter, I hear, and I mustn't miss liftoff. What would they do without me? Colin the Amazing Space Cockroach. Tally-ho! Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss a new one. And why not rate and review it while you're there?